Good evening, Hattiesburg. Welcome to this September 24th edition of, I forgot the date, the September 24th edition of Tiger Talk, uh, live from Walk-On's Bistro and Bar here in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. This is our Hattiesburg Tiger football weekly coaches show where we talk to Coach Vance, we talk to special guests, and uh, tonight we're going to recap the Tigers' first win of the season over Jeff Davis County last week, and we're going to preview this week's region matchup with Wayne County at Wayne County. It's going to be a fun night. Happy to have you with us either here in the room or, or watching on Facebook Live. Um, Coach, Coach Vance, Hattiesburg Tiger head coach, happy to have you with us again. Glad to be here. Thanks, Coach. Uh, so let's let's do our normal kind of state of the state of the program. Uh, tell us what's going on around Hattiesburg that's not football. Well, uh, volleyball's in action tonight. We played at Summerall, dropped one at Summerall last night, playing tonight um, on the road and um, swimming's. They're still swimming. They're still uh, swimming. Yeah, they cross, never stop. Cross country team still running, and uh, middle school football they play again this week at Oak Grove. Okay. And high school football, like you said, is at Wayne County. Okay. So that's pretty much what we got going this week at Hattiesburg High. So middle school football back in action this week. Um, you yep. said they play when? Uh, Thursday. Thursday night yep. at Oak Grove. At Oak Grove. Okay. So that'll be that'll be their first game in a week and a half or yep. so, right? Yeah, a week off. All right. So they better be well rested. <laughs> I hope so. I know that Vance kid better be ready to go. <laughs> I know you'll have him ready. Uh, okay, let's go ahead and talk uh, talk about last week. I know it's exciting for Tiger fans. We got the monkey off our back, right? Yeah. Uh, got the win over Jeff Davis County. Comeback win, 28-27. Uh, it was a tale of two halves, really. Um, mm -hmm. Went into halftime down 27-6 and held them scoreless in the second half while we put up 22 points uh, to come out with the win. What was the difference from first half to second half? I think effort more than anything else. I just thought we played so much harder in the second half. Uh, and it gave us the opportunity to make some plays just because we were playing hard. And uh, after that, you know, uh, injuries, the injury bug kind of jumped up and bit them in the yeah. second half and lost the quarterback, uh, lost the running back, and uh, their starting linebacker. So uh, you lose those three guys on any team, and you're going to be able to tell the difference. So, but, uh, you know, I give a lot of credit to our guys for playing the way they did second half, not quitting, not giving up, finishing the game the right way. It is it is huge to lose your quarterback and a running back in a team that runs that variation of that wing T because there's a lot of handoffs, a lot of a lot of communication, a lot of uh, uh, silent communication. Yeah. You know, just just continuity that goes along with running that offense. And you saw it whenever mm -hmm. um, Lyric went out, Lyric Hall, the yeah. quarterback, went out. You saw the the fumbles and the yeah. things like that. They turned the ball over, I think, four times in the second half. And and again, credit your defense for that as well. Uh, for being there and, and jumping on those, but as two interceptions and two fumbles, yeah. I believe. Um, but it does does make a big difference when you run that type of offense. No doubt, you know, in any offense, you lose your quarterback and your running back, and you know you're gonna be a different team. So that's part of it. That's part of the game. But uh, you know, hats off to JDC. Those guys played extremely hard and extremely fast. That's one thing I knew going into the game that they were gonna be fast and uh, fast they were. Yeah, so. they were. They absolutely <laughs> were. And they had some. They had some good size yeah. um, for a small school. You know, a fairly small school. They they had some good looking kids out there. They just, definitely just did. Great size. Definitely did. Um, they had a the linebacker number thirty uh, yeah. was a big kid and he was all over the place. He's yeah. a freshman, so he's going to yeah. be there for a while. Yeah. Um, so talking about we talked about the fumbles and the turnovers and that kind of stuff, but talk about it from. Your defensive perspective, I mean, you got to give credit to your guys for doing that. Yeah. Uh, the defense has been fairly stout all year and, and had another good at least second half the yeah. other night. After they It took them a little while to adjust to the offense, but after they adjusted, had a good second half. And that's the thing about those type of offenses. You, it's hard to simulate those in practice. And, uh, you know, unfortunately for us, when you play a team like that and they're running as well as they're running and 
with those type of guys that can run it with that type of speed, uh, you know, it's almost you're almost at a disadvantage for about a half. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so uh, but second half, I thought our guys played with tremendous amount of effort. Just played so much harder, and like I said, good things happen when you play hard. That's what we preach to them all the time, and uh, you know they did that the second half, especially defensively. Shut that team out. You know, offensively, found them, found some things that work, and uh, just uh, was able to put the ball in the end zone. Yeah, we saw that same deal when Laurel played Poplarville earlier in the mm-hmm. year. That it took them; they had to come from behind as well yeah. because it, it took them a little while, I think, to adjust to that type yeah. of offense. So you guys did a great job doing that uh, we talked about Jeff Davis County lost their quarterback to injury and and I felt like that was kind of where things kind of shifted a little bit we yeah. talked about the turnovers and you're familiar with that kid and and you talked about you know you, you hate it you, you hope he's okay and, and we all do but yeah. uh, you're familiar with him and and when he went out that that really hurt their team but let's talk about your offense um, Jordan Willis goes nine for 24 258 yards and a touchdown I thought um, it wasn't the Oak Grove game caliber but I thought it was a good game for Willis yeah I think he bounced back made some plays uh, certainly missed some throws but that's part of it but he made some plays uh, he made some throws some guys in his face and uh, those are things that you watch and you see time and time again and you, you shake your head like okay those are the type of plays you want to see the kids make uh, but he's getting better each and every day I think He's getting better each and every week. He's starting to play with more confidence. And, uh, you know, uh, we believe in him. And, uh, you know, uh, we believe he gives the best chance to win ball games. And, uh, you know, that's, that's what we believe in. You know, that's why he's out there. Yeah, it's definitely the truth that he's playing with more confidence, yeah. playing, playing more sure of himself. Um, and, and you said, you know, from the start, he gets you in the right spots. Yeah. He gets you in the right positions. He gets your team in the, in the best possible position to make the play. And then all that, go, all that comes from there is just make the play. I mean, that's, that's the only the next step that you've got to take. And, um, and he's, they're doing that now. So yeah. the first few games, they get you in the right spots. You couldn't, couldn't quite make the play. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, now they're starting to make yeah. those plays, and you start to feel better about that. For the second week in a row, kind of put the, the run game on the back or the shoulders of Jamal Donaldson. Um, had a good game, 15 carries, 53 yards, and two touchdowns. But he had, at the end of the game, when it was in doubt, whenever you, you needed him, uh, the critical touchdown two-point conversion there to, to, to take the lead, um, put it on his back and let him carry you. Yeah, and he did that. You know, he's a big back. He's 200-plus pounds. And uh, right there, somebody asked me, did you ever think about not going for two? I said, not for one second. No. And I knew we were going for two. And, I knew he was going to put it in his hands and ask him to get us three yards. So, uh, and he was able to do that. And, uh, you know, he ran angry, you know, uh, mm-hmm. just a possession earlier. He missed the block. And I think we ended up getting sacked. Ball popped in there. And I think they intercepted it. And uh, he came off and he was upset with himself. And uh, obviously, I was upset with him <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for missing the block. But, yep. you know, he's a coach. I'm make up for it. And, uh, and he did. So. Well, and I talked to him after the game. He's a humble kid. And yeah. when I talked to him after the game, after the win, he scored the touchdown, everything. Um, I talked to him. I was like, man, heck of a game. Good job. You did yeah. a great job. He said, I missed the block on the play before. <laughs> yeah. I said, did you make up for it? Well, yeah. But I missed the block. Like, dude, oh, you just make up for it. That's, That's it. all you got to do. That's he, all you can do. He, he's, Put he's, that one behind you and play the next play. Exactly. And he did just that. Yeah. And, um, in fact, on the two-point conversion, I, I think now, I was watching it in real time. I haven't watched it in, on film like you have. But it looked like his lead blocker fell down, and he still, yeah. he still went he in for the score. He was able to cut it back and, yep, score. Yep. So, yeah, Jerome I remember and I, a lot of determination right there, a lot absolutely. of determination. Yeah, Jerome and I were talking while we all were making that drive, and uh, – we were saying, you think you'll go for two? And I was like, nah, not a chance. <laughs> not a chance. I mean, uh, going to kick the extra point. I said, nah, not a chance. Nah, He's going for two. So, no uh, we, know, we know how you are. So, um, and, and I think that I think you need to do that for your team yeah. as much as yeah. anything. You know, it just, just to give them that confidence. Now they know they can go win and, and put it on, the, on their backs and go do that. 
Um, Briscoe, again, goes over 100 yards receiving, a touchdown, uh, three catches, 107 yards, and had a 76-yarder. Uh, he's just a big play mm -hmm. machine. Uh, talk about him for just a minute. Just same thing week in, week out. I know, you know it's just repetitive. Get the ball in his hands, and, um, you know, chances are he's going to make a play for you. So, uh, you know, definitely going into division play, we know team's going to be keying on that guy. So, so we got to try to make sure we're getting all the guys ready to go, and that's what we are busy at doing, just getting all the guys ready to go and ready to make plays. And, um, you know, but um, he's continuing to – you know, produce each and every week for us. Second home game in a row. Um, crowd was there. Crowd was good. I mean, what do you what do you think about the atmosphere in the stadium? I thought it was good atmosphere. I think our fans, you know, the ones that stayed, I appreciate them staying through it and sticking with us and believing in the kids. And uh, that's what it's all about. Uh, I told somebody earlier in the week, you know, we don't win that game. Our fans not there, you yeah. know, cheering us on. And uh, yeah. the kids really fed off of that. So, um, you know, but, you know, we're excited to play at home again and excited to play in front of our home crowd and our fans and, uh, you know, ask to come on, follow us on the road this week. If they left, then they missed, they missed a yeah. good comeback. I mean, there was, there was a lot of excitement in that stadium for that last drive, and, and uh, the team rewarded the people for staying. I mean, it was, it was excellent. Ending. No doubt. Um, so we move into region play. We talk about it. I, I know we talk about it all the time. You got your out-of-region games that are your preseason. You move yep. into your regular season as region and then playoffs. Yeah. Um, moving into region play, how do you feel about your team? Uh, you know, we're we're we got to be ready for week one. You know, uh, I was telling our coaches Sunday in our meeting. You know, I say, hey, you know, unlike the years past where we've had some other teams in week one, uh, we got one of the tougher teams in our opponent in week one, and this game's gonna definitely have a bearing on playoff seating. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, you know, who's gonna finish first, second, third, or fourth? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I feel like Wayne County be one of the top teams in our division. Uh, definitely a playoff caliber team. So, a uh, huge game for us right off the bat. So Yeah, absolutely it two is. Two huge games in our region this week because uh, you got Picayune and East Central playing. Wow, and that's so, going to be a, yeah. you know, the old term <laughs> slobber knocker. So, it'll be, That's you know, going to be a slobber knocker right After there. week one, man, it'll be some things, you know, starting to, you know, the rest of them going to be huge. Yeah, you'll yep. start to know where people stand. Yep. And, uh, and, and make no mistake, Picayune's good. Oh, no Picayune's doubt. a good team this year. East Central's good. Yep. Um, and I, there's no, there's not any cupcakes. Nah. Um, nah. You know, especially since, and I'm not saying they were cupcakes, but especially since the two teams moved out, yeah. uh, we moved in some, some real competition yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. in Pascagoula and East Central. So not any, not any cakewalks in this league. No, nah, no. Nah, each week is going to be a chance to either make the playoffs or not make the playoffs. So uh, got to go out and take them one at a time and play each one of them as if it's a playoff game. Yep. I know you kind of mentioned it, but but how important is it to get the the first win going into, uh, or to get a win from this last game moving in? Is that you think that helps with the the feel of the team, or you think that really doesn't? I think it definitely helps. You know, anytime you win games, opposed to losing games, you're better off winning. So uh, you know, but definitely, uh, you know, I think it you know builds a lot of team morale going into region play, and uh, you know, like I said, finally get the monkey off your back and get that first win of the season, you know, under your belt, uh, and to know that, hey, it's not going to be easy. Uh, it's going to be tough. Uh, you have to overcome some adversity and uh, things of that nature. And we talked to them about that Monday. You know, we want to overcome adversity moving forward, even this week. And, uh, you know, not just in a ball game, but even in life. I explained that to them yesterday after practice. You know, it's going to be some things in life that are going to come against you. you got to overcome them, you know. And, you know, some of you are young right now and don't have a care in the world, but, there's some things in life that are waiting on you that uh, you're going to have to deal with, you're going to have to overcome. And I think football, more than any other sport, you know, prepares you for that. And uh, I just believe that, 
And uh, like I tell our players all the time, that's our job as coaches, not just about winning football games, but teaching some character and how to deal with adversity also. This old man speak, Coach. You're talking about <laughs> these, young, these young kids and I'm they old. don't know what they got. and That's old man speak. You're not old. I'm old, man. So I'm doing something a little different tonight. I missed a few shout-outs last week, and I definitely want to recognize people for watching and, and answer questions. If anybody's got questions, we'll, we'll throw them to Coach Vance, and he'll answer. I'm not going to answer any, but he <laughs> will. Um, but I just want to – if you're watching, I've, I've got it up live on my phone here. Um, so if you're watching, I, Coach, Falk, Coach Caleb Faulkner's watching. Uh, Jerome's watching. He's also sitting right over here. Uh, Jenny Newcaster says, go Tigers. So uh, <laughs> Brandon Key says, coach, they're hating. Don't shout them out. So <laughs> we, if you want to say something, say it, and we'll, uh, we'll throw questions to Coach Vance or we'll give you a shout-out, whatever you want to do. I missed a few last week, so I, wanna, I don't want to miss those. So I've got it up tonight going. So uh, holler at us. But we're going to take a break. We're going to watch the highlight video from, uh, from this past week's game, Jeff Davis County, the first win of the season. Okay, we'll watch the top three first. We are going to get to the highlight video, too, here in just a little bit. We're going to watch the top three plays from the Jeff Davis County game uh, right now. Then we'll come back with a message, a special guest, the pink lady here in Hattiesburg, with a message that everybody needs to hear. So no stay doubt. with us. Uh, stick around. We'll be right back. All right, Tiger Nation, we are back here live at Walk-On's Bistro and Bar. Uh, Tiger Talk, Tuesday night. Talking right now with my radio partner's better half, uh, Jerome right. Brown's better half, smarter half, stronger half, all that stuff. Celeste Brown, she's also known as the pink lady around Hattiesburg. And uh, Miss Celeste, we are happy to have you with us. Thanks for coming on. Well, thank you for offering. Miss um, Celeste has got a few things that she, she needs to talk to you about, but I, I want to know why people call you the pink lady. Tell me, tell me about how that came about and, and this organization that you've got and, and all this. Tell us, tell us where that came from. Well, the origin of the Pink Lady, of course, came become, um, after I was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2016. Um, I was diagnosed with triple negative breast cancer, stage one, and throughout my treatments and um, the whole journey of, of everything that you have to go through, um, I knew at some point early in the, in the, the journey that I would give back. I would do um, things for other people. And so uh, when I was trying to think of a name, like what do I call it? And you know, it's like, of course, everything is about breast cancer is pink. Yeah, you know, it's pink this and pink that. Um, so ironically, my favorite apple is the pink lady apple. Okay. And there so you go. there we went, the pink lady. Okay. And so uh, that's how she was born. I never would have thought that it came from an apple. I mean, I, know. I, I just I, I assume that pink and pink lady and, and breast cancer and that kind of stuff, but I never would have thought. So I'm glad I asked that question. Now everybody <laughs> knows. Uh, now everybody knows. So, so tell tell people um, about your experience okay. with, with breast cancer. Kind of walk people through that and, and your family's reactions and, and experiences and support. And I know they were very supportive. Um, so tell us kind of about your experience. Absolutely. I was um, in the shower one afternoon, um, and I was doing my breast self-exam. And during the exam, I felt a lump. Mm -hmm. um, although, of course, you think... Uh, I don't know what that is. Yeah. And so I kind of shrugged it and decided uh, the next day to, to check it again. Uh, after I checked again, it was the same thing still there. So I called my OBGYN and said, I think I need to get a mammogram because at this time I'm 39. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to get a mammogram at this point. Mm -hmm. um, and so I said, I think we need to, to get a mammogram so you can look at it. And, of course, we went in and did the mammogram and all the other testing that goes after that, and they determined that it was breast cancer. 
Uh, we were stage one. And um, through, so since it was a, such a small uh, lump and uh, my BRCA test, that gene genetic test came back negative, we said, we'll just do a lumpectomy. So at that moment, I'm thinking, okay, we'll just do a lumpectomy and that'll be It'd it. Be because it's a small, you know, um, type of uh, tumor. However, uh, with it being triple negative, triple negative means that it doesn't have any of the other receptors that a lot of the other ladies have. So it's not estrogen, it's not progesterone, or it's not the HER2 hormone. And so basically it's kind of like that unlucky luck of the draw is what I got. Um, So triple negative breast cancer is very aggressive, um, and it's uh, best caught when it's um, best able to be uh, cured when or put in remission okay. when you catch it early. Okay, yeah. um, once you find it later with triple negative, typically people um, do pass away. Okay. Um, so, however, I was immensely grateful that we did find it early. And so early detection is probably one of the biggest things that I talk to people about all the time. I'm like, check your girls, touch them, yeah. know what they're like, and know you know how to, uh, to, to do that. So... Um, I thought like, okay, well, this will be it. We'll just go in, we'll take out the lump and be done. But however, with it being triple negative, my oncologist suggested that we do uh, chemotherapy, which of course that crushed my whole heart Uh, because I was like, oh man, I thought like this would be it. So um, I had to do eight rounds of chemotherapy and I did it every two weeks. Um, And so it it was an interesting journey. However, I must say that I decided that I didn't want to be your typical breast cancer patient. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, if the Lord will give it to me, he'll make me, help me go through it, and I can do this uh, with fierceness. Um, I think that's kind of what I try to do in my whole life all the time. And so um, I made a, I reached out to several people that I knew that had breast cancer, and I kind of got their whole regimen, like a mm-hmm. whole lot of people, and I just put it all together. Um, so I would say my biggest uh, issue during chemotherapy was probably the fact that I didn't have hair. I was cute by all that, <laughs> but I did not have any hair. Um, that was probably my biggest drawback because um, I did the work. Yeah. I got up every single day and I went to the gym. I drank my eight bottles of water. Mm. I did like all kinds of stuff just to keep me up. So I never missed a day of work other than the days I did in my infusions. Uh, but other than that, I rolled and kicked every day. So I, I would do my infusions on a Thursday. Um, at the time, Cameron was a senior in high school, and he was playing on Coach Vance's team. Mm-hmm. And so I had to be at the games on Friday nights. Yeah. So I didn't miss a Friday night. Uh, <laughs> I didn't miss a game. I didn't miss a thing. Um, and so through that, um, different ladies would send me stuff in the mail. Like I would get packages, and it would just be stuff. And sometimes it would have notes that say, um, you don't know what none of this is, but when you need it, you'll know. Yeah. And so, and when I needed it, I knew. Mm-hmm. And so I said, I want to make at least a few ladies feel as special as I did. Um, and so after every um, chemotherapy infusion, they would buy me, my friends would buy me in uh, Jerome round gifts. Okay. And so at each infusion, I got a gift. So it was kind of like, <laughs> well, it sucks I have to do chemo today, but I'm going to get something yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> and so I got a lot of nice little happies. And so I just wanted to make sure that people felt as good as I did during that mm-hmm. during the journey. Um, so after chemotherapy, I had to do 33 rounds of radiation. So I did radiation every single day, wow. um, Monday through Friday. And so um, it can be exhausting and it can be tiring, but you can still function. And so that's what I want ladies to know. And so I wanted to be, um, so I started this nonprofit so that I can help be that person for other ladies. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because, of course, 
um, it's kind of hard when you don't when you're talking to people that's never been through it. So right. I've been through it. I know the ins and the outs, and I can tell you every little tip and trick of the the trade. Um, and so I just wanted to make sure that I could do that. So I started this nonprofit. And what we do is, of course, I do one-on-one um, support. So mm-hmm. I'm talking to people all the time and texting and calling and emailing and all that stuff. So I send them lots of information on, like, how to understand your radiology reports and how to understand your pathology reports. How Because a lot of this stuff is so confusing because oh, yeah. you don't know anything about it. So uh, we do that. I provide uh, care packages for ladies that are going through chemotherapy. And so those are the little things that they'll need as they go through the process. Um, I also provide uh, port pillows for every lady that's um, going through, and men. I do Mm -hmm. um, port pillows for anybody pretty much now. Uh, but um, the port, uh, that's where you get your, your infusions. I was about to ask usually, you what a port pillow um, is. So usually you have your port. Um, I'll show you mine. But my, <laughs> not my, my port pillow. Gotcha. It's my scar. But, um, and so what happens is they, that's where you get your infusions from. Uh-huh. And, but at the end of the day, typically your port is very sore. Mm-hmm. And so when you get in the car, you put your oh, seatbelt yeah. on and it hurts. Mm-hmm. And so what most ladies would do would take their seatbelts off. And so it's just a little small thing, but it's just something to say someone thought about mm-hmm. you. And so sometimes those are the biggest gifts you can get are those little small ones. And so uh, that's what we do. We give out port pillows for any cancer patient. So it doesn't matter if it's breast or not. We just give out uh, mm-hmm. port pillows. Um, we also give out now uh, mastectomy pillows. So those ladies that uh, go have mastectomies, uh, they have a lot of, uh, they want to protect yeah. the chest area. And so we have these big pillows that we have that they can use in the car. Uh, I get pictures from family members all the time, and they're like, they won't go anywhere without this pillow. <laughs> and so I love it, though. Uh, but it's just a small thing, but it means so much at that time. And so we do that. Uh, we have drain bag holders for those ladies that are going through mastectomies. Um, and so really just anything they'll need, uh, mm-hmm. we'll end up doing it. Um, we're having a fundraiser, a party coming up this Friday. And my uh, biggest reason of wanting to raise money is um, it was a lady that was in Jackson. Her name is Stephanie. Mm-hmm. And um, Stephanie sent me this Lash Gel every month. And so... Um, it's what, what is it called? It's called Lash Gel. Lash Gel, okay. And so... Um, my eyelashes and my eyebrows never came up. They never. Oh, last year. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. gotcha. And so for okay. I'm with you now. So for ladies, we can lose our hair, but we can still wear a hat, a turban. They can wear a wig and all this other stuff. And no one knows anything. Mm-hmm. But when you lose all your facial hair, yeah. that's when people know something's wrong. And so um, so every day, like I would put my little lash gel on. And so uh, I never lost my lashes. I never lost my eyebrows. I never lost any of that. And so it was one of those things how they say, like, if you look good, you feel good. Yeah. So I was like, I still look good. So, you know, I feel good. And so that's something that we want to also provide for as many patients as possible. The only thing is it is expensive. And so, um, but it's such a small thing, but it means so much. And, and you're right. The, uh, the, my mom's a two-time breast cancer survivor, and mm-hmm. the breast cancer community has gotten so big. Uh, you know, people are, are jumping on board, people like you, and mm-hmm. uh, just all across the country. And like you said, you got care packages, and you just started getting stuff from mm-hmm. people, and, and that's awesome. I mean, that, because this, it's a big, big problem and uh, something that, you know, people need help with and need help understanding. They need mm-hmm. just little things like lash gel and port pillows and that kind of stuff. And so you're trying to raise money. you got this nonprofit trying to raise money to do that. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that you've got a, a, a fundraiser going on mm-hmm. this Friday. Tell us about that. And also tell us how people can contact you, um, get information from you or to you or 
just whatever, however they can contact you and what they need to contact you about. Okay. Um, we're having a party, so it's called a party with a purpose. Party with and a purpose. And so the purpose is, of course, we're raising money for breast cancer awareness. And um, it's going to be Friday night at the Jackie Dole Cheryl Community Center at 7. Um, we're going to have a band there called Unfazed. They're from the coast. And we will have um, Mitch Williams' wife, uh, okay. Sheila. She's going to be our caterer, and she's going to have a nice dinner. And we'll have a little cash bar. So we're going to have just a, a right-out good um, adult fun. But, uh, Sounds like a, a party. It is a party, but it's a purpose behind it. So uh, that's what we're going to do. Uh, anybody can get tickets by um, going to the face, um, either our Facebook page or Instagram page. But the easiest would probably be to go to the website. Our website address is um, thepinklady.org. Okay. Um, so you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and all of them are the Pink Lady Org. Um, so it's kind of easy to yeah, find. Yeah, it's easy, the Pink Lady. Uh -huh, it's the Pink Lady Org. And so you can find that there. Um, we're always raising money because, as I said, uh, we are constantly giving out things uh, all the time. I think I'm probably a, an average of good about 10 care packages a, a, a month. Uh, we're probably somewhere around 30 port pillows a month. And we're uh, somewhere around uh, about three or four mastectomy pillows a month. So over time, it does add up. Mm -hmm. uh, but, of course, no one gets paid from our – I don't get paid to be the pink lady. It's really just a ministry and a mission that I want to do in my life. But you um, get fame. You're right here on Tiger Talk. I know. I know. I'm a tiger now. <laughs> yeah. official tiger. Uh, You've been a tiger. <laughs> You've been a tiger for years. <laughs> so, but um, we just really want to just make sure that we stress to people about um, self-exams. Self in early detection, one out of eight women will get breast cancer. And a lot of times, I know for me uh, specifically, a lot of times during October, I didn't pay that much attention mm -hmm. to this stuff because I thought, oh, that would never happen to me. But it did, and it was not in my family. Um, and so just want to make sure that people are aware. And, I mean, you know, wear your pink and all, but definitely do your breast exams, do your mammograms, um, and make sure that you're staying up on your health. Yeah, last thing, and, and I kind of skipped right over it, I forgot, but what are people looking for? Tell, tell the young ladies, the young men, the, the older ladies, older men, everybody, what, what are they looking for? You talk about these exams and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Just well, mostly in a breast death exam, you're going to look for, um, if you're looking for a lump, you, it, it'll feel, it feels like a lump. Mm -hmm. uh, it can feel like a, like a, a lemon seed sometimes, okay. um, if that makes sense. Um, there are some that uh, say there's felt like, um, some, like a cherry seed. If uh, that makes the visual makes it better, um, if you have any leaking from your breast or if any inverted uh, nipples or any changes in the skin, if the skin is starting to look discolorized or um, rashes or anything like that, any changes. So I tell, um, as I tell my 17-year-old all the time, stand in front of the mirror at least once a month and look at yourself. Mm -hmm. Just make sure that everything just still looks the same. And um, it's just really just knowing yourself and knowing your body. And uh, the, the earlier you can find it, uh, the better. I had a lady this year that we've been working with and I love dearly. But she found her breast cancer and she was 21. She was a mm -hmm. senior in college. Yep. Like that would crush my heart if my daughter was a senior in college Absolutely. with, you know, breast cancer. So it can happen to anyone in any age. And so um, we just want to make sure that we can be a resource. And if you need to know anything or just somebody to talk to and cry to, mm -hmm. I 
I, I go with you. That's I what told, you do. Yeah, I was like, I, I had a lady one day, and she's like, I'm just so upset. And I was like, I know. You're supposed to be. <laughs> no, yeah. Like, this is okay. It's you, okay It would be, be weird upset. if you were happy about it. Yeah, and so I told her, I was like, you have three days. You know, Jesus can die and come back in three days. You got three days to be upset, then I'll call you back, and mm -hmm. then you got to be over it. Now we got to go. We got to do the work. Mm -hmm. Now we got to get ready to fight this. And so um, it's, a, it's a joy to be able to be there for people in their times, and especially strangers. Most of these people, I don't have no idea who they are. Right. But if you are on the, um, the Pink Ladies website, there's a spot there that said you can request anything. So uh, we don't charge anything mm -hmm. for all the services that we provide. It's just uh, we just use the donations that mm -hmm. are given. And uh, we have volunteers that make our port pillows. We have volunteers that make a lot of our stuff. And uh, we definitely pray over everything, and we make sure that everything that goes out um, is in that positivity. That's fantastic. And early detection is key, and is you hear that all key. the time. And um, that's that's awesome. And, and those donations that you're talking about paying for those things mm -hmm. are going to come from this fundraiser Friday night, mm -hmm. Party with a Purpose, 7 o'clock, Jackie Dole, Cheryl uh, Center there in Hattiesburg. Mm -hmm. So go to it you know it, again remember the things that she said even if you don't go remember these things that she said about early detection and and self exams and and if you do you know you do get that news there's somebody here to help you and the pink lady Celeste Brown thank you so much for coming thank and joining you, us and uh, we're gonna watch we're gonna get to that highlight video now uh, we're gonna watch the highlight video from the Jeff Davis County game last week I uh, got a few people here uh, coach Faulkner said the whole coaching staff is watching live from the coach's office uh, Regenesis Walters said go Tigers uh, Kendrick Montgomery said eight is the truth <laughs> <laughs> so we got a lot going on right now uh, stick with us after this highlight video we'll be right back with coach Vance we'll talk about the upcoming Wayne County game and we'll get you ready for this week stick around welcome back Tiger Nation coach uh, Vance back with us Charlie Rogers here live at Walk-On's Bistro and Bar in Hattiesburg Mississippi our Tiger Talk sponsor uh, I want to talk about Walk-On's for just a minute they've been so gracious to us they've given us this whole section every Tuesday night, 7 o'clock. Uh, they were the game sponsor for the Oak Grove game a couple of weeks yeah. ago or, or two weeks ago. Um, they've just done a great job. I want to – I mention their food every week, and I want to mention this week the, uh, the spin chick wrap, which is – I know <laughs> it sounds healthy, and it, and it, and it is kind of, but that's, that's my jam. That's my go-to, Coach. <laughs> I, I like it a lot. It's got that Tabasco jam on it, and it, it is awesome. Mm. It is really good, but – Come, come to walk-ons, guys. If you haven't been here, come get you some food. Try them out. They're awesome. Yep. Uh, if you have been here, then come back because yep. they, they need you to come back. So uh, it's fantastic. I, and some just a little bit different than it your is. average, yeah. you know, and it's really good food. It's kind of a, kind of a Creole-type uh, <laughs> sports bar deal. It's yep. a little different than anything else. Yep. You're right. I mean, both sports bars are buffalo wings and that kind of stuff. Uh, they, don't, they don't really do that here. It's it's different type of food, and it's, and it's really good. The atmosphere is great. Uh, they built this building here just for this and so it's it's awesome y'all come out come out on tuesday nights at seven uh we'll love be here you. love to have yeah you. we'd love to have you we'll be here coach vance wants questions so I, i've got lots of shout outs on here coach I, vance i don't wants know if i said i won't you did you did you said it <laughs> he when he came back up he said uh you got any good questions for me so he wants questions <laughs> he wants the tough hard-hitting questions so oh, uh man. but i do have some more shout outs miss brenda tarts watching um karen thompson says hello everyone Charlotte Ducksworth said the Tigers are finding themselves. They're uh, starting to have some energy, so or some synergy. So uh, they're, we're synergy, getting there. We're synergy. getting there, Coach. Yeah. Synergy, starting to have synergy. Yep. Um, so let's go. Let's move on to this week, Coach. Uh, back on the road this week after yep. a couple of home games. 
going to Wayne County to face the War Eagles. The War Eagles are 2-2, two and two, coming off a 31-10 loss to West Jones. Everybody loses to West Jones, right? So, uh, <laughs> their coach. <laughs> coming from a West Jones. <laughs> West Jones is my school, and they put us out of the playoffs. What's playoff. that mascot? It's a whole thing. It's a Mustang. Mustang. It's That's a mu right. Mustang. I, I cannot believe you forgot. Yeah, easy to forget. Yeah, I guess so. Um, coached by Shelton Gandy, a guy you're familiar with. Um, talk a little bit about Shelton, how you know him. Uh, know him through our former D coordinator, special mm -hmm. teams coordinator, Coach Gandy, and uh, obviously, you know, just heard of him days playing back, running back back at Southern Miss back in the, uh, I want to say 80s, I guess. No, no, I guess it was 80s. It had to be 80s or late 80s or early 90s. Yeah, forgive me for not it's knowing. Some more but, of that uh, old man speech yeah, there. Yeah, but, uh, you know, it was a really good running back over at Southern Miss. But uh, got a chance to talk a lot of football with Sheldon over the years before he got mm -hmm. back to coaching uh, high school ball in Mississippi. He was in Texas. And, some really good programs out there, so I got to talk to them about a lot of good things that they were doing out in Texas, and we tried to implement in our program here some of it. And uh, but does a tremendous job, man, and uh, takes a lot of pride in what he does. And you know, of course, you can see his team play. And you know, I knew when they hired him, they hired the right guy last year, and it wouldn't be long before they were relevant again. Absolutely, and he's done a good job. He mentioned Rashad Gandy, and we yeah. we haven't talked about him much, but he's at Quitman now, yeah, yeah. Uh, doing a good job up there. He's got his own team head coach and yeah. uh, doing doing a great job. And Rashad Gandy's a great guy, so yeah. glad yeah. glad to see that he's doing a good job. Um, so Wayne County averages twenty one points a game, and uh, they do it mostly on the ground, two hundred twenty two yards rushing per game. Uh, they do have a quarterback, uh, Wesley, number three. And he, he'll throw it a little bit, but that's not really his game, right? Yeah, he can throw it, but, uh, you know, uh, he's not likely to beat you with his arm. Yeah. Uh, he can throw the ball, but, uh, you know, running the football is kind of what he does. And uh, he's really good at it. I feel know. like he's been there forever. Haven't, yeah. haven't well, we seen him, like, for the last three years? <laughs> Definitely last year. We had a hard time tackling him last year. He's a big guy uh, that can run. So, you know, but uh, he definitely gives them an opportunity to spread the ball around when he's at quarterback because he can throw it and he's got some guys out there that can make a few plays for him when he gets it to him. So, you know, uh, definitely a dual threat quarterback, uh, but more of a running threat than a passing threat. Yeah, and you mentioned it. They're going to run it. They like yeah. to run it. They've got a three-headed monster in the backfield. Mm -hmm. They've got three running backs with Wesley, number three, uh, Williamson, number 24, and their leading rusher, Wiley, or Whaley, yeah. number 25. Uh, how do we slow those guys down? I mean, they're, gonna, they're coming after us. Well, I think it starts up front. You know, we've got to play great on the defensive line, and our linebackers got to take their keys and uh, make their reads, and you know, we've got to tackle well. You know, that's the thing with uh, – um, three at quarterback he's a tough kid to tackle he's got some big old tree trunks for thighs mm -hmm. and uh you know but we've got to tackle well and uh we've got to run to the football and get a lot of hits on the ball um i assume they when they do throw it it's play action i mean i assume they're re they're running yeah, off of that they're, off they're, the run game there's some rpo stuff that they have and there's some straight drop back stuff and uh, screen game so they keep you on your toes offensively yeah. what they do uh you know they're going to give you some different run keys and uh, you've got to be disciplined and Make sure you take who you're supposed to take and do what you're supposed to do. Absolutely. Uh, on defense, they can get after the quarterback. They yeah. sacked West Jones seven times last yeah. week. They've got three guys up front that are really good. Uh, they are. Uh, they depend on those three to bring pressure, and, and most of the time they get there. You know, uh, three really good-sized kids, and, uh, you know, uh, they're front five, front six. 
pretty doggone good. It's crazy because I was looking at stats, and they had one sack in, in the first game, one sack in the second game, no sacks in the third game, and then seven against West yeah. Jones last week. They so probably just didn't put them on max prep. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> I guarantee you they had some. It seems like they yeah. really got after them. Our offensive line is going to have to really step it up this week and, and yeah. be ready for the, for the challenge because yeah. we've seen Willis take some hits. Mm -hmm. um, and, and he makes throws off of those hits. I mean, he's willing to stand in there and take it, but you don't want him getting hit too nah, much. He, he, he's not built to take a lot of hits. I mean, he's not, you know. But, um, you know, we got to do a better job protecting him and give him opportunity. So how important is it to start off region play with a good showing? I mean, you know, you, you, you always want to come out with a win, obviously, but, but to start off region play, carrying on with the uh, excitement that you got from last week's win and, and just to start this thing off rolling uh, from the start. It's important. It is, you know, and it's not a, you know, make or break game, but it's an important game. It is. Uh, it's an important game in our region. And, uh, you know, everybody's going to be watching to see who win or lose our game and, you know, just like the, you know, picking on each central game. And so there'll be some interesting games in week one uh, in our region, and I was right up there at the top. Absolutely. Um, so these are the ones that count. No doubt. These are the ones that <laughs> count going in for the playoff seeding and playoff, even making it into the playoffs. Yes. Uh, four teams are going to make it. That's not, it. All, not everybody's going to make We're it. Take and four. Uh, we've been kind of spoiled the last several years yeah. making the playoffs and just kind of assuming hey we're gonna you know fighting for that one two seed yeah. rather than fighting to make the playoffs yeah. but and it, it's funny man I, I was thinking this the other day I, I was talking to someone I said man how time flies and how t sometimes people forget and I remember just you know a few short years ago we were just hoping to get in the playoffs mm -hmm. uh finished number four uh that first year mm -hmm. and uh played Oak Grove in the first round year they won the state championship the next year finished number three got to go on the road and play against Brandon and uh, oh, John over there, John, Gardner yeah. Minshew, you know, that second year, man. Gardner Minshew, never heard of him. Yeah, yeah, I had. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's amazing. Now, I will say this, he never threw a touchdown against us that yeah. night. They beat us, I want to say, by six points, I think, that night, John. Eight points. What did he say? John said it was two touchdowns. No. <laughs> Go pull it. Looking on Mac, hey, look up on Max Prep while you over there. <laughs> well, yeah, while we're doing that, won by six or eight. So, trust me. So he never but, threw a touchdown pass against no, you, but, but there's ran, a caveat to that, he, right? He, he ran three in that <laughs> night from about five yards out, and and yeah. that and that's not his game. Nah, but uh, but well, he, he is a, playing for the Jaguars now, he's so he, Jaguars, he's he's a so. pretty good player. We knew he could throw it though, yeah. but uh, you know, but uh, that that's you know how quickly things you know can turn around. So. Uh, we're, we're looking to, you know, get into the playoffs this year. And, hey, let's try to take care of business come Friday night, give ourselves the opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. The last few years it's been, hey, we got to get that. We're getting that yeah. one seed. Yeah, we're and, going, uh, yeah. and, again, that's that's on the table. That's, when, that's you one know, of our goals. Preseason doesn't matter. Yep. That one seed's on the table. These are the ones and that I count. And I tell our players, the only way I know to win divisions is win them all. Yeah, absolutely. And it starts Friday night trying to go one and oh. Yep. And so where I was going with that question when, when we started it was, how's practice been? Uh, coming off a win, going into region play, uh, you seen any difference? Guys stepping up, guys excited. Uh, yeah. How's practice been? I think they were more excited uh, Monday morning or even after the game Friday night because you know here's our deal: if we win on Friday, we practicing shorts and shoulder pads on Monday. Yes, sir. And uh, so after game Friday, like we practicing in shells Monday, <laughs> and uh, so they were excited yesterday to be in shells for the first time all year, and uh, it's kind of a little gift to the players from the coaches, you know, for going out taking care of business on Friday night. But uh, I was right. What was the score? 
41-34. I remember 30. that. You were yeah. right. We were four seed, and Brad Peterson was the head coach, and he's like, <laughs> I did not want to play y'all. We started peaking at the right time that year. Uh, that was my second year here. Uh, and I remember the guys on that team, and Fabian Franklin was a freshman, and um, Julian Connor Fabian, was a sophomore. Fabian turned out to be yeah. a pretty good player. Jordan Murphy was a sophomore. So, he yeah. turned out to be a pretty good and player, too. we started too. peaking at the right time, that, and I remember that. They caught us at the right time that year, and they had some really good players on that team, too. Uh, but uh, back to what I was saying, though, but that, that's the important thing that, you know, those guys understand that these are the ones that do indeed count. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. John, you know you can't question this guy's memory, man. He remembers <laughs> every play from every game he ever coached. So uh, he'd go all the way back to Charleston and tell you plays that happened. Um, well, good. I I'm glad that, that they're excited. I'm glad you gave them that, that reprieve on yeah. Monday. And It's uh, time to go to work today, though. Yeah, Full pass. Absolutely. Let's get after it. So Got to get yeah. back to work. Yep. Love it. Love it on Monday and then get back to work on Tuesday. That's it. Back to work for Wayne County this week. We'll be at Wayne County 7 o'clock Friday night. Ticket 7 bucks. Uh, get there. If you can't, if you don't have a ride, find a ride. Coach Vance will give you a ride. Uh, Uber. Come on. Uber. <laughs> Uber to Wayne County. You got to get there, though. They need you yep. there. Um, want to tell you, Booster Club applications are $20, $30 with a T-shirt. Uh, Tiger stores open on Thursdays from 5 to 7 at the Tiger Center. Uh, I want to mention our sponsors. We mentioned Walk-Ons Bistro and Bar here. They've been great to us. Uh, Haysboro Coca-Cola, the first, the National Banking Association, Forest General Hospital, Clyde Bryant, State Farm Insurance, uh, the first bank, Forest County Board of Supervisors, the City of Hattiesburg, uh, Payne Companies, Southern Bone & Joint, Petro Nissan, South Mississippi Rural Health Initiative, McDonald's, Economy Supply, and Hancock Whitney Bank. Thank you guys so much for, for everything that you do. None of this stuff, that video board, uh, the, the, all the stuff that goes on during the games, all the, the fan activities, uh, Tiger Talk, uh, radio for the vi for the football games, video streaming for the football. None of that stuff can happen without these sponsors. So we really appreciate you doing that. Um, we've got room for more. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so if you're interested in being a sponsor or being on our video board or, or you know, feeding our team and that stuff, uh, we welcome you. Just, uh, you will not be turned away. That's right. We're, we'll welcome you. Come on. Jerome says, what's up, Coach? Uh, Coach, Caleb Faulkner has a question for you, and you don't have to answer. Caleb, um, Caleb got a question? Caleb's got a question. Now, he did say, I don't know if you heard me, he said the whole coaching staff was watching in the coaching office. All right. So his question is, what do you think, what do you think of your coach, Ben Longmire? Really? <laughs> like I said, you don't have to answer. He's one of a kind. One of a kind. Yeah, I love that guy. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, again, want to thank everybody. Thank ben, the sponsors. Ben, you need to get Caleb. <laughs> Thank the sponsors. Uh, you can listen to the game on 92.7, the score. Uh, you can stream it. You no, know, Ben came out to get me on the field Friday night. Okay. And he thought I was getting on the refs, and he came out. They kind of set him up to come out and get me off the field Friday night. And I was just asking him a question. And I looked around. He was behind me like, like man, I'm good. Uh, he's just talking. We're just having a conversation. But uh, the coaches kind of set him up for that one now. Well, I, and I think that happened, so they set him up for yeah, stuff. Yeah, they set him up. I, I actually mentioned your, uh, your, your secret that you told me. I don't think it was a secret, but kind of your coach, the way coaches think. And yeah. uh, you were telling me that you have to wear a, a visor or a hat <laughs> at games. Uh, so if you're going to throw something, you can throw that hat or that visor yeah. and not throw that $400 headset. That's right. <laughs> because I've seen you throw a headset a couple of times this year. I, didn't, so. I just kind of dropped it, right? Just, you, you dropped it about 10 yards away. Oh. So, you know. Um, <laughs> but I assume it didn't break, so it's nah, all good. They're made good. well. They're made well. But make sure you wear your visors and, uh, yeah. and throw those things instead of those headsets. <laughs> 
so again, come out. You can watch now, or you can listen 92.7 The Score. You can watch um, <laughs> on, on Facebook Live or HattiesburgTigers.com. Uh, Come out to the game. Enjoy it. We're going to have a good time. Come Tiger Talk next Tuesday night, 7 o'clock. We'll be right here, hopefully talking about a win over Wayne County. And uh, we'll be here. Coach, final thoughts. What you got? Just looking forward to Friday's game, man. First round, uh, I mean, first uh, division game. And uh, I'll ask our fans, keep supporting these guys. They deserve it. And uh, come on and support them. Make that trip to Wayne County. Uh, you know, make it a road trip. Leave early. Stop by and grab some lunch on the way out. Uh, Oh, get some. Uh, it's a catfish house over there in Wayne County. I really, yes. Jordan's, I think. It's yeah. really good. Uh, but uh, leave early. Get something to eat and come out and show your tigers on. Lots of places to eat in Laurel yep. at Charlie's Catfish in Ellisville. That's yeah. where I grew up eating. It's fantastic. So, lot. yeah, just have a good time. Yep. And uh, <laughs> Coach Longmire said thanks a lot, Caleb and Coach Vance. <laughs> so, uh, it's all good. Yeah, there you go. Um, come out. We got to say what? Yeah, Longmire's our stats guy, too. That's the, wrong, the other Longmire. Oh, the other Longmire. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Um, we, ended, we ended up with a good crowd here tonight. Yeah. We got a lot of folks. Several of them are hiding over here where they can't be seen off, off the <laughs> camera. But uh, we got a good crowd here tonight. I thank all of them for coming. And so tonight for John, Coach Vance, myself, I want to say thank you. Good night. Go Tigers. <laughs>